It is Wednesday, March 15th, 2023, and you are listening to episode number eight of This Ain't Iowa, Volumen 2. We're back. How'd you like my little Spanish flair, a little stank I put on it today it, it on the intro? Great. It reminds me of that character out of The Simpsons that wore the bee costume in, I think it was the in Bum- the first Bumblebee five Man. Se- yeah. I don't yeah. know whether he was in the latest 25 seasons of The Simpsons, but at least in the first five he featured prominently. I love that guy. Gracias a Goya. That was a great, that was a great, but uh, listen, if we've learned anything over the years, it's uh, the times have uh, have come for The Simpsons as, they, as they've come for everybody. And uh, uh, they've had to, to, to cool it on, on some of their cultural appropriations. <laughs> um, you know, uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a pretty uh, progressive dude. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a soft touch liberal, but there's also some stuff where I'm like, come on, is this really, is this really hurting, <laughs> hurting you? This is what we need to be worried about. All right. But anyway, um, I, I, yeah, I had to do a little uh, Spanish flavor. I got that request from, uh, well, first of all, the ladies love it. And by ladies, I mean Mrs. Sadie Breeze. Um, so uh, the only lady that we have confirmed listening. So I had to do a little uh, a little Espanol for her. My wife and I actually got one, uh, into an argument once uh, over Mrs. Sadie Breeze because I called her my biggest fan. And then my wife said, uh, I'm your biggest fan. And then I'm like, I don't think you know what a fan is because I don't, I don't get a vibe that you think that you care for me uh, much at all as far as the entertainment world goes. Biggest fan, biggest um, critic, biggest heckler—they're all the same thing, aren't they? Really, they're just different forms of love. Yeah, tour manager, sure, all of it. Um, anyway, so uh, I am still reeling. I don't know if you are over the rando interview. Um, everybody, I mean, across the board. Everybody loved Rando. Um, well, it was all, all, po- almost all positive feedback. What, what are you going to say? Well, I got some feedback from a couple of guys. They're known for doing top five lists. Not, not oh. huge fans. <laughs> Gotta be honest, not huge fans. Well, I think we might have lost them when he said, "I don't know how big you like them, but she was about three ninety. I think we might have <laughs> lost Edge and Kenny on that that one. Yeah, I, I think we could have. Uh, I don't think that's their vibe. And I got to be honest with you, also not my vibe. Um, that's, really? I, you know, listen, I, uh, I don't mind a curvy lady. I've, uh, you know, I, uh, I respect it, but oof, 390. And boy, you want to talk about it. They say it's a man's world. I don't know. This woman weighed almost 400 pounds, was married, and was seeing Rando on the side. She had like a side piece. That's pretty good. She's, she's doing well and as far as like, you know. It's a winner. Yeah, and wasn't she also like bipolar? I mean, Jesus Christ, she's killing it as far as I'm concerned. That's uh God bless her. I mean, for her weight class, definitely doing great. Yep. Agreed. Um, but uh yeah, uh, all, most of uh, <laughs> killing it. Um I mean, Jesus Christ, I, I couldn't get somebody to, like, go move across town for me. She fucking got random <laughs> to move halfway across the country. I feel That's pretty like good for a 400-pound lady. I think... Crazy for, lady. Yeah, for a very specific portion of the community, she is essentially the female, larger version of Tommy Dutch. <laughs> wow, that is... <laughs> That's a stretch and a half. Okay. But is it really? I see where you're trying to go. I mean, uh, kind of. Um, <laughs> but maybe not. I, I guess. Listen, if, if that's what you're into, um, I guess uh, I guess that's your options are limited. Just sadly, not enough 400-pound ladies out there on the on the free market. Um, most of the uh, response on the Discord was, was very positive. A lot of people happy to have him back. Uh my uh, my favorite post was Ace Rockola saying like you need to have him on once a month and to that I say let's all calm down. Yeah. Um 
even Rando like chimed in and said, I think the reason why people get excited is because it's like a twice a year thing. And that made a lot of sense to me. Yeah, it does. And it's the first rule of entertainment, which we often ignore. Keep them wanting more. Um, so we ignore our own rules, but I think with Rando, we'll stick to it. We'll, we'll give them less than they're wanting more. Well, and also there's, there, I love talking to Rando, uh, but there's also, there's a little bit of a, uh, of a frustration sometimes because it is hard to get, like, unless you dial in to one of his interests, right? So porn, watches, typewriter, he'll talk about that shit in detail as long as you want. But sometimes you're just trying to have a regular conversation. It's hard. You know who actually uh, sort of keyed off on this was Griff. I got a text from him and he's like, I don't know if you're aware of this, but at least on three or four different occasions, you've asked Rando to just kind of tell you what he does in a day and he can't fucking do it. And he's exactly right. I just, I'm so curious as to what this guy's day-to-day life is. He can't, I asked him when he got a Taco Bell, he said the word taco, he said the word box, and then went into a five minute discussion about how it's in a bag, not a box. And I'm like, what did you eat for lunch? (laughs) Just tell me. Yeah. What could you possibly have done in your day? Did you go to Walmart watch shopping? Did you, you know, did did you get involved with your BitTorrent of porn? Like, just tell me what you did today. He can't quite just (laughs) dial in on some very specific things. No, he, he really does struggle um, to be hyper, to be focused in areas that he's not hyper interested in. And yeah. that often leads to um, frustration on a lot of people's parts. So I wouldn't uh, like to be dealing with Rando in a capacity outside of entertainment. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't want to be taking the guy's <laughs> rent check. Just, just a, a thought there. <laughs> Rando, if you do need a landlord in Vegas, I do know of a guy. Um, well, and it turns out I was actually incorrect. I told him that the Sportsman's Manor had been taken over. It actually hasn't been taken over by one of the bigger companies. It is just a, uh, it's just empty. They just abandoned it. So I can only imagine what's going on inside those walls. Because, you know, people have broken in like that. That is, he thought it was bad when it was actually being run by a company. Who knows what's going on? Uh, going on there now. In fact, maybe I'll ask Phobes if uh, I think Phobes is going to be back next week. I'll, he he yep. lives close to the Sportsman's Manor. I'll ask him if he has any uh, insight into that. Well, I think it's still a vi- the the website's still up. I'm I'm sure it's an ongoing um, proposition. But uh, yeah, Sportsman's Royal Manor is that the same place? Because it's got a Vegas it. area code, and it's got. If four you're plans. telling me that there. If you tell me that that place is still open for business, I drove by it. Like the day after the show, I drove by it. I'm not And I'm like, that. oh, it's abandoned. I'm just saying um, the website is still up. Um, <clears throat> but it, it, they did have an LV MPD's uh, 2022 National Night Out event on the 4th of October 2022. So it hasn't been abandoned that long. Wow. Okay. I mean, listen. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to give bad press to a uh, to a company that's just you know eking out a living. But yikes! Absolutely <laughs> not. Um, what uh, What did you get up to this uh, these last few days? Anything Anything fun? Exciting? No, no, not not really. It's kind of off season. I'm getting ready to go to the Grand Prix, which you'll experience in Vegas later this year for the first time. Um, which I'm sure will cause the uh, strip to become a shit show. Because if you think uh, a boxing event creates havoc, uh, when the strip shut off for five days completely and probably a month either side of that, there's going to be works on the strip. Um, It's going to be uh, an interesting impact on the town. But uh, I'm getting ready to do that um, at the end of March. Uh, Just hung out at the brewery a couple of times this week. That's about it. Nice. All right. Well, listen, uh, I'm, I'm always curious as to how you're living your life. What? Because it's what? It's a no what, Taco Bell for me. S- some summer. What, yep. what What season is it over there? I can't piece we're, it all we've together. We've just come out of summer. We are technically in autumn or you guys would call it fall. But um, we're still about to hit 30 degrees today. So it's, it hasn't got cold yet. Um, so it's yeah. still beautiful weather at the moment. So I'm taking advantage of that and making the most of it, drinking outside. I try I try to be worldly, but when it comes to converting shit, uh, I just can't. I, I, Celsius to, to Fahrenheit doesn't make any kind of sense. I mean, you know what's worse is uh, 
is like uh, if you're trying to talk about your weight to somebody who like lives in the UK or something like that. Oh, they the worst. How, how, how are they? How are they doing it? It's like, oh, I'm I weigh uh, six pebbles, uh, twenty-seven. And uh, 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 yeah, I weigh is twenty-seven stones. They're like, wow, you are morbidly obese. What about you? Well, I weigh twenty-two stones. Oh, you probably should eat more. I'm like, how's that? That's that different. It's like five fucking stones. What? What? They anyway, make stones. Uh, like, I, uh, that's a great point. They're they're boulders. Uh, that's the one this part. Make the point that the rest of the world's been trying to um, make to America. Why don't you come across to the metric system? It makes fucking sense. I know you won't be able when to learn I, it, but your kids are still young yeah. enough. They can learn it. Well, two of your kids are still young enough. They can learn it. Yeah. And When I was younger, I believed in that. I'm like, this is so dumb. The whole rest of the world uses one thing, and we're, we just have to be like arrogant Americans and use this other thing. Uh, but, dude, I'm over 40, and I'm not fucking learning a new thing for the whole rest of my life. So... Uh, that shit can wait until after I die, uh, or at least I'm in some kind of like a hospice care where I don't need to know where how far anything is because I can't I can't be bothered. I can't. Uh, I, look, I get it, but that's going to be a lot of taxpayers' dollars you waste on failed NASA missions. It's killed five or six NASA NASA missions because they've got to convert to from centimeters into inches because certain engineers like pound feet of talk and inches and they like the imperial system and it creates all sorts of havoc. You've lost satellites because of it. At least Musk has gone metric. Uh, I think I'm fine with that too. Um, let's just keep, I mean, I'm not a hundred percent sure what we're doing in space to begin with. And again, that's another thing that I'm not going to live long enough to, uh, to take advantage of now, is whatever's happening in space. This is what we should have asked Rando because, He's big into conspiracies. Does he believe the Earth is round and that we've been he's to the moon? He's not a flat earther. Really? You don't now, think? the moon, I don't think he's a flat earther. I'd, I'd be willing to bet that he's got some moon-related conspiracies. But I don't, I, come on, he can't be, I can't be that, like one degree away from a flat earther. I know they exist. <laughs> uh, I, I saw a documentary about it and it like broke my heart <laughs> to know that they walk among us. But... Like, I, I can't have somebody that I'm, like, you know, I, I speak to on any kind of a semi-regular basis who believes the world's flat. I just can't, I can't get there with them. <laughs> um, anyway, listen, I, uh, I got a few things I wanted to, uh, to, to chat about. Um, oh, my voice is a little uh, uh, scratchy. I, one of the worst parts about having children is they just, like, breathe germs into your mouth constantly. <laughs> And so I was so afraid. Last night I had a really scratchy throat, and I was so afraid that I was getting sick that I did a little frontier medicine and just started taking swigs off of different bottles. <laughs> uh, so I, I had first it was some cough medicine, and I just take a pull off it, and then Nyquil. I took oh, a pull off move. of that, and then I also had some tequila. That that wasn't medicinal. That's just getting me through the night, and I. I had, uh, what's it called? Sleep paralysis. Have you ever had that shit? Where it's like your body is asleep, but your brain is still kind of like aware and it's trying to send messages to your body to move and you can't. <laughs> and it's fucking terrifying. So I had like a whole situation, like at two in the morning where I'm like trying to climb out of quicksand, but it's all happening in my brain. And then when you finally do kind of wake up and you have your faculties, you're like, well, what the fuck was that about? <laughs> um, so I don't know that I'm going to experiment uh, again tonight. I'm just going to uh, use my, my usual sore throat medicine, which is bourbon. Hey, it's a good choice. At least you know what the side effects there are. They're fairly yeah, oh, I'm well widely reported, those. fairly well tested. I'm sure you've tested the side effects many, many times. <laughs> I'm, yeah. Oh, I've, I'm, I'm all around it. Uh, Although I will say that I had a uh, I had a procedure done. Um, I guess it was a little over almost two years ago now. I got uh, I got snipped. I got a vasectomy. Oh, we so shut it you down. had the cone like the dogs have. Well, I mean, I got if I was limber enough to get down there, uh, I probably wouldn't have gotten the vasectomy because um, <laughs> who would have had babies at that point? I just what, what's the point? Uh, so. No, I did. I had a vasectomy. And this was this was a long time coming, as you know, because I've been ready to shut this shit down for a while. But my wife doesn't like to be told she like 
something can't happen, that she just can't, you know. So even though she, in her mind, knew, all right, we don't want to start over with another baby, the thought that she couldn't was really bothersome. Yep. And so we had to, and that's why, and and also, like, none of the other birth control methods were, were, you know, work for her, like, pills and IUDs, best with hormones, and she told me that she doesn't like the way condoms feel, and that was a very short discussion. I didn't have a lot to argue on that. Uh, so we were just uh, we were just using what I like to call the Jesus method, which is pull out and hope for the best, and we know how that worked out. Yeah, that that's not 99% effective. At least it hasn't been for you. No, no. <laughs> so we... Uh, I finally, and, and this is a weird thing, so I don't know how many people have, have gotten this done, but it's a weird procedure. Now, normally, you can just get it done, like, in the urologist's office. Yep. Um, but, so I went to, like, my pre-op uh, urology appointment, and, boy, God bless urologists, man. They just have to get right up in there. They're just eye to all fucking day. They're eye to eye, literally, with, with dudes' wieners. And, uh, like, I mean, I, I had mine first thing in the morning. I showered, I scrubbed it. Like, I, I you know, I was, uh, I was a model patient. But you know some of those are rough. Yeah. Yep. I, I get, like, I, I have some treatment done on my feet these days, and I get uh, paranoid about my feet. Mm. I, I'd hate to have to um, have work done on my, my sack and ball area. It's, uh, yeah, yep. I'd, I'd be scrubbing that thing until it's almost red raw. Just give it a nice shine. I, I know. From what I understand, you're you're halfway there most days anyway. So we, uh, anyway, so I go in and like everything else in my body, it turns out that like, you know, my scrotum is a mess, right? Completely really? missed. I'm like a Mr. Po- I'm like a Mr. Potato Head that's put together wrong. And he has some concerns that I guess like with the tubing, the vas deferens or whatever, where, you know, one was a little bit higher and he's like, it's probably fine if we do it in the office, but if we get in there and... It turns out that, you know, we're not able to do it, then, you know, we've we've we're in a situation. So he's like, what I recommend is that you actually we we put you out and you have it. You know, we'll just do it while you're out. I'm like, seems like a scam. Fine by me, man. I don't care. Yeah, of course. Of course. This is me going all Tommy Dutch. Doctors are just a bunch (laughs) of fucking greedy bastards. So anyway, so. So he tells me, yeah, we're going to put you out, you know, meet, you know, go to this place at uh, at this time. And I'm like, okay, And, you know, so I had to tell my wife to, like, come with me and for whatever reason like it still didn't really register with me that what i was essentially having was surgery uh so i'm like yeah you know can you take like a half day off and come with me and do this thing and then you know drive me home because i I i'm not supposed to drive after and she's like fine and then as we're going like we're go we go into the er and then they put us into like a triage thing and then now i'm naked with a thing and she's looking at me she's like you know this is a whole thing right like this is not what you thought it was going to be like this is our day now she's very annoyed <laughs> yes. and i'm like uh oh and i'm like oh shit i think she might be right so anyway it was uh i ended up having it done but i got to tell you uh it, yes you should not try to have a surgery for something that's a very simple outpatient procedure but also maybe you should because i loved it first of all uh it's a very uncomfortable situation to have a bunch of people looking at your dick like in in the middle of the afternoon you're soft it's a well-lit room like none of it is anything that you that you want to have happen so i'm super uncomfortable but at least before anybody got involved with it they just put like the world's warmest, loveliest drugs into me. And like my last fleeting thought was, don't look at my dick. And then I just fell asleep. And then I woke up. It felt like one second later, I woke up in a, uh, you know, in a recovery room. They gave me apple juice, the Simpsons. They, I put the Simpsons on TV. It was the best day of my whole life. I felt great. <laughs> Loved it. Now, Loved every minute of it. What's the recovery like yeah. for that? Because it sounds like the um, surgery went smoothly, but I don't mean from yeah. a, a sexual kind of thing, but like every time I've had an operation, even simple ones, coming out of that beautiful dream, that's fine for the first couple of hours, but then you're tired yeah. for like <clears throat> the next week and it just destroys well, you. And then you've got kids running around oh, and a wife. Well, what I didn't, uh, yeah, I didn't take proper care of it so like i had to go buy briefs which that's a whole thing man like i haven't worn briefs in a long time briefs also look like grown man briefs 
look really weird. They look like giant diapers, and uh, but I guess they yeah, they don't want you flopping around. So I had to get these briefs, and I hated them. But also, like, I wasn't really having that much discomfort. So I probably got back into my regular life a little quicker than I should have, which caused, like, a problem. So what should have been, like, maybe a three- or four-day you know, recovery ended up being like two weeks because I, I'm fucking riding an exercise bike the next day, like a shithead. Like I'm just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what, and I don't even ride an exercise bike most of the time anyway, but I'm like, Oh, I just got surgery on this exact area. Might as well do a little blunt force trauma to it. Um, so it, it ended up lasting a, a little bit longer than it should have, but I kept a little bit of danger in it because, um, I don't know. I think maybe that was part of it for my wife, too. I think she likes a little bit of risk involved. <laughs> Especially and, when uh, it doesn't really so, involve her. Right. And so I'm like, okay, so I, uh, you're supposed to, like, do this whole, like, follow-up where you jerk off and you bring them a cup of your semen and then they test it and then you go home and then you jerk off again, like, two weeks later and then they test it and that's when you know for sure you're good to go. And I just didn't do it. I didn't do the follow-up. <laughs> I just uh, I just let her rip, and so so far so good. So I think I'm in the clear at this point. But uh, yeah, that's how I preserved a little bit of danger. We just gave it a we just gave it a go, and I don't know how. I mean, with my luck, I do not know how I uh, how I escaped. You with, still don't uh, with have a no more man. Of course, it's been two years. Stop it. Uh, I've had sex at least three or four times during those two years, and no babies. So I feel like I've been doing great. Um. Anyway, so that was my vasectomy story. Uh, I uh, I wanted to chat a little bit about, uh, I want to do a little bit of uh, comedy talk. Two things. First one is, there was a rumor floating around, and it was only around for a couple of days, but did you hear it about Tom Brady? People were trying to say that Tom Brady was going to try, try his hand at stand-up. No, and why? <laughs> yeah. I, and I got to be honest with you, like ever since I kind of took a step back from comedy, one of the good things that has come from it is I stopped caring about shit like that. I stopped, um, you know, getting upset when other people became successful. You know, it, it puts everything in perspective. You know, it's not like they took my gig. Uh, you know, I wasn't up for it. Like, just let them have their moment. It's a hard job. And then I started enjoying comedy again. Fucking Tom Brady almost ruined it for me because I heard that and I lost it. And then it was quickly debunked. And he's like, no, I'm, I'm absolutely not. But in that moment, I lost it. Cause like, what, what else yep. do you fucking need in your life, Tom? Uh, I mean, you're, 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 you've got the most rings ever. Uh, you're, you're, you know, I would say arguably, but I don't know how many people would argue that he's the greatest football player of all time. He's fucking handsome. He was married to the, you know, a, a fucking Brazilian supermodel. Now he's single. God only knows what's going on in that. And now he has to, like, do stand-up also, and he'd probably be good at it. Like, fuck you forever. Um, and thankfully, it's, it's not going to happen. Well, would we he be good at it? Um, not to shit on him just because he's a famous person, but the one thing about Tom Brady that has never struck me in all the things he's good at is having a sparkling personality. Yes, he might have a that great mind. Um, I'm sh- any NFL quarterback has an outstanding mind. Um, some of them work in really weird ways, but um, he's never been a sp- like a magnetic personality that uh, really grabs hold of you. Tim Tebow, magnetic personality, terrible person, but has a personality <laughs> at least. Yeah, it's. I just feel maybe maybe good at it is not the right phrase. Successful. He'd be successful at it. Yep. Even if it was just for, you know, uh, like shitheads from Boston that just wanted to be close to him. But uh, but anyway, so it turns out that's not going to happen. Speaking of, have you seen the fucking previews for that 80 for Brady movie? No, I have not. Tell me about it. Okay. So I, I, I don't have all the details, but it's essentially four women in their 80s and they're played by very famous people right so it's uh lily tomlin and rita moreno and sally field and jane fonda are apparently like huge patriots fans and they want to meet tom brady so they go on like an old lady uh road trip you know 
Yeah, to try to try and meet Tom Brady. And for the fucking life of me, I cannot figure out who the audience for this movie is. Because uh, dudes who like football aren't really into 80-year-old ladies. <laughs> and most 80-year-old ladies are not that into football. So who are you trying? You're not going to get both of those audiences no. if that's what you thought was going to happen. So I'm guessing neither. Yeah. I'm... I'm- is it trying to just be like a warm and fuzzy movie that goes straight to Netflix or is this a cinema gig or is it like... I think it's re- being released in theatres. Weird. Really weird. I don't know what's happening with mm. the movie industry. It, like, when was the last time you thought, hey, I want to go and see that movie at the cinema and it doesn't involve a superhero? Because even the Oscars movies, you'll check them out at home now, like... Well, at least I will. And you're probably different with kids' movies, but something that, like a Die Hard or... It doesn't have to be an action movie, but when was the last time you went to a non-superhero movie excited to see it at the cinema? I mean, never. I mean, not, not in a really long time. In fact, I actually wanted to go see... I, uh, I will... Uh, I, for whatever reason, I think just because I was the exact right age when the first Jurassic Park came out, I'm into the whole dinosaur movie franchises. And so I kind of wanted to go see the, you know, the new um, uh, Jurassic Park movie when it came out. And then you know what I did? I fucking just waited and watched it at home anyway. Yeah. It's just, it's not, uh, yeah. Unless I'm taking the kids, and the only reason I take the kids out is because at a theater, they'll sit the fuck down and watch a movie. And if we put a movie on at home, they'll just tear the house up while I'm watching, uh, <laughs> you know, Turning Red or whatever bullshit is on. So uh, it's, I mean, I, I'm glad that people are going back to the movies in fact, uh, there was a whole thing. Um, I don't know. Did you watch the Oscars at all? No, I was playing poker while that was going on. Yeah, so it was fine, but it seemed crazy, but fucking Top Gun Maverick was up for like nine awards, including Best Picture. And like, all right, I understand giving it a little bit of uh, love because... It was like the first movie post pandemic got, you know, people excited, got people into the theater. Um, But it was, I mean, it's not a great movie. And the fact that it was up for, you know, fucking best picture is insane. But here's the thing. We seem to get less and less movies come out in theaters every year, but we get more and more nominations for best picture because we're up to 10 now. Right. You've got to remember that. This is not an elite field of four or five, this is 10 movies out of what, yeah. 20 movies that came out of note over the over the past 12 months? I, I doubt there's even 20 movies. There's probably one a month. So they would have been unlucky to miss out on a nomination. And it's perhaps going to be the only film that you remember from from this year when you, you look back in 20 years' time. So why not put it up for awards, for fuck's sake? Because all the Oscar well, movies, you- everybody forgets about those things. You and my wife can have a, a discussion about this while I'm in a different room because she lost it. Every time Top Gun was was brought up, she fucking had a whole meltdown about it. And I'm like, what do you care? It's not going to win Best Picture. It's, it's a, Let Tom Cruise has a, has a, have his jets. Um, but, yeah, it was, it, was, it was a little – I have to agree. It was a little bit ridiculous. But, you, you listen, you're making a fine point. It made its money. Like, it always seems like – and I'm not a big cinema snob. And I'm actually one of those people that I don't get when people are worked up one way or another because it's all fucking pretend. Yes. Like, who cares? There's no reason to ever get mad about who won Best Picture uh, be, you know, because who gives a shit? Don't, don't see it. If you don't want to see it, don't see it. If you're if you're upset that the Little Mermaid's going to be black, don't see it. Like no one is forcing you to do these things, so it shouldn't make you mad that you know that it exists or that they got a fake uh, trophy. But it, uh, it it did feel a little bit weird. And then also Tom Cruise like wasn't even around, which is probably for the best because yeah. you want to talk about a guy who seems like he's a real downer in person, <laughs> Tom Cruise. Um. Anyway, so uh, I will say about the Oscars this year, it was a real. Uh, Hey, if you're like a a stand-up comic in his mid-40s who uh, who tried comedy for the better part of two decades, it really gave you hope because all of the acting uh, awards went to people that have just been around forever and their careers were essentially over. And then, uh, yeah, they suddenly got like a bump. And uh, 
and and all won Oscars, which was great. My favorite being that kid that was uh, short round in Temple of Doom. Uh, that that kid comes back and wins a fucking Oscar. That's incredible. Um, so congratulations to all of them. Yeah, uh, the uh, Oscars. I don't give a fuck about. They used to be more important than the Grammys to me, and that's sort of not saying much. But now I don't know which one is more irrelevant. Like, can you name um, before um, this year's Best Picture movie winner? Can you name one from the past five years that won Best Picture? I remember Parasite, the, that Korean uh, movie. That okay. won a couple of years ago. But last, uh, but uh, that's it. I, mean, I know last year I think was the movie with the deaf people, but for the life of me I can't tell you what the name of it was. Coda? Um Oda never saw it. I don't, yeah, I didn't see it. So, uh, and, and I'm not even Nomad, 100% sure. Nomad Land in 2020? I did see, actually. Oh. I did see Nomad Land. Uh, that was uh, the lady that lived in a van. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, I mean, I wouldn't have been able, but if you hadn't said Nomad Land, I would not have remembered that I had seen it. You're, you're not wrong. You're yeah, not wrong. I know. I'm not wrong. Um, now, you oh were boy, speaking about um, comedians and. Uh, there was there was one that turned up on the Alex Jones show recently. Are you aware that he had a stand-up comedian on his show recently? And if you're not, would you like to take a guess at who turned up on his show? I was not. Um, if I had to guess, I'd probably say him and Joe Rogan probably have a lot in common. So that but, would be oh, they guess. sure do. He he's been on Rogan's show a few times, but there's no way Rogan would slam it on Alex Jones. I will give right. you a hint. Yeah, he's, he's actually too famous. Yeah, all yeah. right. Um, it's a female comic. Wow, I did not see that coming. Oh, Roseanne. Yes, of course. Yeah, okay, never, yeah, yeah, that, that, okay. It, it became incredibly obvious. I was like, what lady would go on out? Oh, yeah, that's right, Roseanne. Roseanne, but how did that go over? Amazing would be my guess. Oh, Dude, it it was a train wreck because, of course, Alex Jones likes to dabble as an anti-Semite. He's not a full out-and-out Semite. Kanye made him a bit uncomfortable, but he really is an anti-Semite. Problem is, Roseanne's Jewish, like really Jewish. and She is. They were both speaking about God, and it was weird, um, really weird. And at one point, because I think Roseanne's having a breakdown, like a real breakdown and she had this sure. vision and she broke into tears and then you can't break into tears on Alex Jones's show without him breaking into tears later in the show to try and outdo you. He's an emotional guy. Yeah. Well, he's a fake emotional guy. And so he broke <laughs> into tears over his visions that he had about 9/11. Oh for fuck's sake. I don't know if that would be incredible or terrible, but I feel like terrible uh, yeah. is the correct answer. Yep. Oh, what you a mess. He is a terrible person. Um, and if you want to see the worst stand-up ever, and, and this is not in a sort of like Neil Hamburger way, Alex Jones's main lawyer, Norm Pattis, um, did some stand-up at one stage while he was representing Alex in his Sandy Hook trials. Um, mm. and, and one of his best bits was about woke insurance. So, oh, stop. <laughs> there's nothing like a... 65-year-old lawyer going on the stand-up stage to talk about woke insurance. What a nightmare. I'm sure I'm sure he I'm sure he crushed. Uh you know what uh what I did like uh in the world of comedy uh over this past week was um Chris Rock's new special on Netflix. Yep. I don't know if you've had a chance to see it yet. No, I you haven't. Did? So no. So if I mean I, I recommend people see it. What was really cool about it is he actually did it live so you could tune in to netflix uh and actually watch him record the special in real time so it wasn't edited it wasn't him doing like three sets over three nights and having it all spliced together like you actually got to see a guy do live stand-up um and i hope that more comics start doing that because it was first of all it it made you feel like you were part of it second of all like it, it felt like a real like going to see a real live comedy, set, uh, you know, uh, yes. spot because he, uh, like, at one point he even messed up towards the end. He messed up and and said the wrong word and then had to go back and he even acknowledged like oh, I fucked it up. I, you know, like that that shit happens when you see live comedy, but like you'll never see it 
on, you know, uh, on, on a special on, you know, because the, they just take that shit out. But it was it was a very, very cool I- experience. Um, go ahead. What were you going to say? Oh, well, I was just going to say we've sort of seen this in in music as well. Um with live albums becoming truly live experiences where they're selling online tickets um, to watch the streaming session yeah. rather than a live album which is comped together like a series of the best takes like they do with stand-up. And there's something about the imperfections that actually make it far better where it's not 100% polished, where it doesn't sound like it's rehearsed and had every bump taken out of it. It's a little bit more relatable in many ways. At least that's the way I think about it. No, I loved it. And, uh, you know, Chris Rock's an interesting dude because he, uh, in 97, I believe, he did what I consider to be probably one of the greatest three specials of all time, maybe number one, called Bring the Pain. It's It essentially resurrected his entire career. It's, it's incredible from start to finish. Um, and then ever since then, all of his specials have something great in them but he's never been able to put a whole special together that that hit the way that one did. And this one, by the way, doesn't either, but it's probably the best he's done since that one, in my opinion. And the biggest deal was the last 10 minutes, he addressed the Will Smith slapping incident. Uh, and first of all, like the fact that it had been almost exactly one year, right? Because it was at the Oscars yes. last year. So he hadn't said a fucking word. And you know he could have had any interview he wanted. Who do you want? 2020, Oprah, yep. Dateline, like Will and, and just a bucket of money. He could have gone on uh he could have gone on a talk show like run. He could have become more famous for this. He didn't say a fucking word about it. In my wife's words, he bet on himself, he held it. And then when he had his forum and his opportunity, he unleashed and he didn't take any kind of high road. He didn't try to be classy. He was fucking <laughs> vicious. Love Just it. called, you know, called Will Smith a bitch, uh, made fun of his wife again. Um, <laughs> it was it was incredible. Talked about how his movies are a piece of shit. It was the best uh it's everything you wanted him you want everything you wanted him to do and uh and he like i said he he could have had this conversation anywhere he wanted for the last 12 months the world wanted that interview and he's like nope i'm gonna do it my way unedited uh in uh and you know without any sort of uh producers you know telling me i should say this i shouldn't say that like uh, it and it was incredible so i recommend it chris rock's new special it's on netflix check it out i uh, i don't know i really enjoyed it i was impressed yeah it's it is the ultimate boss move to be able to sit on something for 12 months and know that you oh my god going to be able to mine it for gold and actually have it come out because what happens if he does this and the set bombs, and that last 10 minutes is the letdown of a good set, or the, the set doesn't hit at all on Netflix, and it's just one of those forgotten comedy specials. Like, then then you've lost an opportunity to make your big payday and make your big statement, or even just get back in the spotlight. It would have been great promotion for this special to go and mm-hmm. do interviews anywhere with anyone. And he didn't, yeah, he... And he didn't say a fucking word, man. It was uh, that was re- I was really impressed at all of that about the way he handled it, and then the when when he actually addressed it, the fact that he didn't like pussyfoot around it, try and be politically correct about it, uh, just was just vicious about it, and uh, and and just straight up low road. And it was <laughs> it was amazing. So I, I recommend I recommend people check that out. Um. Switching gears a little bit, uh, show-related stuff. Have you had people hit you up uh, to ask about the possible Tycons yet? There has been mention of it. Um, yes, that's certainly been a, a thing that <clears throat> um, has been discussed with me, um, either via email yeah. or via um, uh, the poker game, uh, the Sorry for Your Luck. Luck crew, there's sort of been talk of a get together. That's certainly something that people are sounding out. I'm, I'm not necessarily sure whether people are keen because, um, like bringing the show back, it's like 
are we doing the right thing here? Is is a Taycan now yeah. that we're <clears throat> this age going to be the same as when we were ten years younger? Especially like no, Kenny. And, and Kenny was like fifty when we had our last Taycan. He's now what seventy three. Oh boy, uh, I, I mean, first of all, I, I agree one hundred percent. If for those of you who weren't uh, around in those days, um, Taycan is the it's the this ain't Iowa convention, right? Yep. We uh, we had been on for a few years and we had kind of built up a, a nice little fan base and we had had a few meetups and the meetups started to get bigger and bigger and we decided to kind of make it official and I think we had. When it was all said and done, five of them, eight, oh, eight, nine, 10, 11. And the last one was 12. And um, it took a lot more work, quite frankly, than I was comfortable with. And it, like it, it should have taken more work. Like if I was more professional, yep. it, we would have put more time and effort into it. But even what we did was too much work for me. But it, it would always be a series of events. We'd have a little opening ceremony at like a bar or a lounge somewhere where we'd get shitty drunk. Uh, the then the next morning. Yep. Yeah, then the next morning we would all go and play wiffle ball. Not all of us. Uh, no, well, some of us would just sit and watch. Apparently fucking Kenny would videotape it for, you know, posterity's sake for Cooperstown one day. Uh, and then, uh, and then that night we would all go to the strip club. We'd get, a, get a couple tables, couple bottles at the strip club. Uh, Saturday we would uh, get a venue and do a live show. Sometimes uh, record, and then, sometimes not. Yeah, that, those were always great. Then you want to talk about unprofessional? We would. Uh, <laughs> I remember one time. There was one time. I don't even think we ever released this uh, publicly. You and I knew we weren't recording it. Like you, yep. you figured out that the recording wasn't working ahead of time, and I'm just like, let's lie. <laughs> yeah. And we just did the whole show, and then claimed that it fucked up. But we knew it wasn't going to record when we started. It was the last. I forgot time what year that was. Was it? Yep, Oops. it was. Yeah, I. Uh, you're and you're still at the board. That was the funny part. You're like, let me just get these levels right. I'm like, who are you? What are you up to? Hey, this, this is not recording. My commitment to the bit. <laughs> we put a little. You, you did. You did. We just standing at the back of the room, just like oh, I don't give a fuck about this. <laughs> that would have given fair. the game That's away. a fair point. <laughs> you know what? That's fair. You're right. Uh, so anyway. Uh, we would do that, and then uh, Sunday we'd watch a little NFL, and usually yeah. wrapped up uh, with Monday Night Football for those who who stuck around. So it was really, for the most part, it was real. Oh, and then of course there'd be a poker game. I forgot about that. We'd uh, we'd we'd hit up a, a poker tournament. We would have our own special poker tournament. And this is something uh, that, that I'd Kenny forgotten would about. Take credit for um, that we we discussed um, this week at poker was the bracelet. Remember when we had the bracelet? I mean, I never wore it, Lord knows. But, yes, I do remember. Uh, people stepped up. And, listen, it was a lot of fun. And I got to meet a lot of really cool people. Yep. Um, and it was always a very, like, uncomfortable, like, experience because you knew people were listening. And you knew people kind of were into it and participated. But then when a bunch of people spend money and plan a whole vacation around your show – I didn't even mention the times we went to, you know, brothels. You know all about it. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, when people plan and they spend thousands of dollars and have a whole, and, and you, they were always very kind to us. Like, it was a very, um, it was a very cool experience. But I, I'm, and again, we're only eight episodes in, so yeah, it's a little early to, to talk about any of this stuff in any, anyway. But, I like, I'm with you. First of all, no part of me at this point is staying up Till two, three, four o'clock in the morning. Anymore. No, trying to shepherd uh, Jack Johnson out of a, a hotel suite. I'm not up for that anymore, especially at four a.m. Although on the plus side, uh, for every Tycon up until that last one, everybody was trying to get Jack to get them weed um, before <laughs> it was legal. And the great part is, like Jack wasn't even that big of a pothead. He just looked like he would be. Yes. So people just assumed he could get it. Uh, now, of course, weed would uh, would be a large part of the entire experience. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I can't. I can't. My life is if I stayed up till four in the morning at this point in my life, I would be ruined for a week. Like uh, everything would hurt. Um, my my soul schedule would be off. Uh, fuck parenting. I mean, I, I, I Lord knows I wasn't parenting all that well during those last those five Tycons that we did have. But. <laughs> Uh, like, uh, like I, I now forget it. I I wouldn't parent for a week after Tycon either. So, 
I just, I can't see it. I could see maybe some smaller get togethers as people come to town and just in a more adult fashion, but I can't hang like that anymore. That's not my life. No, I I was thinking you you could do it, but it'd have to be a modified situation. Perhaps still have the the poker meetup um, at one of the poker rooms. If the if poker's still a thing in Vegas, it's become rare. You can rarer. find one, sure. Yeah, we can find one. Yeah. New Orleans is still running a whole bunch of games. Shit ton of oxygen tanks there. They'll run us a game. But <laughs> if you were to do it and forget about the live show, we can record a show and put it out. It's just as entertaining. But if you did sort of just got together for two dinners at like Guy Fieri's or it doesn't have to be like <laughs> at a top top prized venue. Yeah. That'd be the way to do it and just hang out casually, wrap up about midnight and then go on your way. And then if people well, see, want to get debaucherous, they can find a group that is within our community to get degenerate with. They can they can find a poker room where Ken can then run the room and, and start getting mad and act like a poker room manager. Well, and, and that's the problem, right, is that you, you would there would be two camps of people. There'd be camps of people that, are 10 years older and are no longer living that kind of a lifestyle, nor do they particularly want to. And they just want to kind of be around it, but also, you know, like just not, they don't want to wake up feeling terrible. Then you're going to have the people that even though they are the age where they should be doing that, they're trying to, you know, recapture, fill some hole in their heart. And, uh, and they're going to try and chase it. And uh, they're going to, they're going to be in a lot of pain. And by the way, wiffle ball completely out of the question. No chance. Nobody, nobody's at the age where they need to be playing wiffle ball. We had injuries back when people were in their 30s, yep. 40s and 50s. Fuck that. Like, people are going to die. So that's out of the question. Well, that's um, something that but, we were talking about this week with a couple of people. There's one guy that I would love to see an appearance of on the Discord. I don't know whether you're still in contact with him, but um, I'll, I'll tell you about his... Um, clothing choices for wiffle ball and you should be able to nail who I'm talking about. Um, wears weird toe shoe things um, where the oh, toes English are individual Bob, stop it. and English loves an Bob. ascot. Loves an ascot. I love that guy. He's the best. I miss, I miss English Bob. Yes. I hope, uh, I hope we, uh, we, we, we get a return uh, for, for English Bob. He was, uh, he was the best man. I love that dude. He was, <laughs> excuse me. So anyway, uh, long story short. Well, first of all, I mean, do you anticipate traveling to the United States again at some point? I, we would love. I mean, I'd love to see, you, of course. Ab- absolutely, that's something that I, I'm looking to do in 2024. Um, it's certainly something that I've talked about with uh, a good mate of yours, um, Andy. Um, we're looking at um, getting together and checking out a few um, establishments, and yeah, certainly catch up in Vegas because that's where he lives, and yeah, it's sort of a good central okay, so, hub. So. Is this you dropping fucking breadcrumbs for Beer Engine Con? Because well, fuck no, that. No, you are not, absolutely not promoting that on this show. We wouldn't be doing that Econ. anyway. Um, but no, it wouldn't be a Beer Engine Con when it just involves two people just going to a whole bunch of breweries. So no, there is no con there with uh, Beer Engine Con. Yeah. But, but that would be a reason to do it, to check out some of the uh, quality beer that I don't get a chance to often sample in Australia, at least at reasonable prices. All right. So here's what here's what I'll say. If this show is even still happening in 2024, yeah. and I do not promise that that will be mm. the case, and uh, and Tony decides to come out here, we 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 uh, we may plan like a modified yep. get together um, that is uh, reflective of our ages and abilities. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but up until then, don't, yeah, don't ask, man, because it was. Uh, the only thing I would if you had, say to put on the table for that event, and I, I still think we can do it because I, I think it really does, regardless of age, show you your true um, sort of in in this community, and that is the willingness to gamble um, irresponsibly at weird things. Spoon takes the cake, but let's be honest, we all love to do it. We need to have some sort yeah. of candy land for grand or hungry, hungry hippos for 1200 um, something yeah, that was amazing. That is a ridiculous gamble um, that involves no skill and is pure luck. Uh, Hunt, that 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 we can do. That is well within everybody's abilities. So I agree with you on on that one. So yeah, so that we'll 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 make we'll 
you know, we may make something like that happen down the road. But again, I, I want to manage expectations. Um, I, I can't I can't imagine, uh, you know, doing it the way we used to do it. What is a, what's a favorite memory of, uh, of of yours from from a from a Tycon? I mean, there's a billion and yeah. it's almost impossible to pick. I, I would say for whatever reason, the, the show that sort of and it was a live show recording would be that. Um, was it the first one at McMullen's? It was the live show. McMullen's. Record- that was the best actual show. Yep. That we ever that we ever put out at a Tycon by a million miles. I totally agree. Yeah, that had uh, a great night. Um, it it sort of sticks with me. There are little moments that are non show related that sort of stick with me from that. And it was the room had a buzz about it that night. Uh, and there was all the classic this and Iowa things. There were people getting aggravated with other people talking, but it, in general, it was a show that had tremendous buzz. And I think it was our our best live show as far as content goes. But that room had something where it was truly buzzing. There are there are other small gems. The the dinner that uh, Patch always makes fun of me for. That was a great night with with those guys. Yeah. Um, the, you know what? Just so the, the best part about that. I mean, I agree with you on the McMullen thing. Even the bartender, remember afterwards, the bartender like asked if he could have a shirt because he enjoyed just being there so much. Yep. But the best thing is, do you remember how we? Uh, you remember how we got that room for free? I there was some sort of shenanigans, but I don't remember how we did it. I called and mentioned that we had a friend who, you know, was uh, had a little bit of a disability and we were going to do a little fundraiser. And then, of course, we walk in and I'm just like, you're walking next to me. I'm like, you see him, right? It's, it's, it's the guy. <laughs> and I mean, listen, it was kind of a fundraiser. I mean, you know, you got a chunk. You got a part of that money, uh, yeah. whatever money we made. You got a part. And listen, they they did fine because uh, we drank that fucking place dry. Uh, so they, uh, they made plenty of money off of us. I didn't feel all that bad about it when it was all said and done. No. Um, but that one's great. But yeah, there, there, you're, there's just so many little moments over the years and it's, uh, uh, you know, and you could only like, even if you were there, you could only experience some of them, right? Cause yep. there were all these little breakouts and, you know, people would do their own things. And, but I mean, uh, Troy wearing the raggedy Ann wig yep and then for whatever reason decided to pee in the glass shower like got in the glass shower with his pajamas and raggedy ann wig and just took his penis out and just started urinating for anyone who felt like watching uh it was one of what you slow roll me is his lack of ability to get his penis completely out because if you remember he mainly pissed on himself yeah (laughs) i've never seen anyone piss themselves while they were trying to be like you know you have an accident and you're like, I didn't make it. He made it. Like he went to where he was at the place where he thought he was going to pee and still peed himself. It was ridiculous. Uh, that was great. Phobes sleeping in the closet the first year. Yep. The first year, not knowing where Phobes was and then opening up a closet and finding him in there was incredible. The second year where he just, and third year where he just chose to sleep in the closet. Yeah. That was a little forced for Ooh. my liking, but that first, that first year was amazing. Uh, I mean, listen, I, 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 you know, we could be here all day. There were, that's Those another memory that sticks uh, with for me sure. is uh, coked up phobes because he is a true menace. <laughs> like you want to talk about somebody that shouldn't be doing that white powder, not because it's bad for his health. Hey, he can do whatever he wants. He doesn't live the healthiest lifestyle um, regardless of white powder, no white powder. But Jesus, he's a menace. Uh, he, he's ate the, he, ate, he ate the Kino crayon for $100. Someone gave him a hundred dollars, and he ate a filthy Kino crayon. But again, not from a package. So we went to the we we went to the Kino lounge, got one from the bin, and yep. he ate it. But he did it with such glee <sighs> as well. That was the thing. It wasn't like it was still a struggle for him. He was like, "Look at me! I'm a legend." Kind of moment. His <sighs> ego was out of control. It was uh, anyway. Like I said, I mean, you could you could just sit here for 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 months and uh, and and talk about them. Uh, they were great memories, but uh, yeah, most of them will live as memories. So yes, we may do some get-togethers down the road, but right now, I don't even. Let's just try to get to double-digit episodes at this point. Like I'm not even promising 
I got into this not promise wanting to promise anything, and I will stick to that. So uh, we've done eight episodes. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, we've exceeded expectations. Okay. Well, um, I'm going to ask you a question on air because this is the way I, I get yeah. details out of you. If it's recorded, yeah. I'm more likely to get an answer. What do you see the medium-term goal for this show right now? We've done a few memory lane episodes. Is that going to continue or are you going to shake shit up? I or? mean – Because this is your show. Yeah, I mean, listen. I'm here to record yeah, it. I, it is your show I at the think, end of the day. I think as we go – I mean, listen, right now our core audience is people that, you know, were around, you know, back in the day. We, we you know, we – we probably have at least two newer listeners, but yeah. I think that might be it. I, uh, I know one of them. And, and that's... Shout yeah. out to Tony. And so, yeah, and so uh, I think that these episodes are just me and you do. Like, for example, today, we just kind of chatted for a while. And then, yeah, yeah, these last 10 minutes of the show, we did a little memory lane thing. Um, and we'll probably still talk about memories as people, you know, especially as we have different guests on and, and yep. people still email me questions and, you know, ask me to tell certain stories. So I'm it'll be part of it. But I think as we go on, it's going to be more like to most of today was right. So it's just going to be more current shit, um, you know, what's been happening now as opposed to what happened a decade ago. But it is fun for the people, you know, I, on some level, I, I I do like to kind of reward the people that stuck with us. You know what I mean? Like most people don't, most people that start a podcast in the year 2023 don't get to start with the number of listeners and fans that we have. Yep. You're, you're, you got, unless you have, you know, a big name of some kind, right? You just sit around with two, four people and then hope it picks up some steam. You know, we, we had a, we had a nice little head start uh, just because of, uh, you know, people that, you know, didn't give up on us over the last 10 years, you know, stuck around and stayed in contact. And, uh, and so, yeah, and I, and I know that, uh, that they enjoy that and I'm happy to do a little bit of that for them, but yes, we can't, we also don't want to fall into the old man trap of just exclusively talking <laughs> about our golden years, like uh, the good old days, uh, while we just, uh, you know, yeah. sit in our fucking bedrooms and wait to fall asleep at eight thirty, or maybe that's just me. But, uh, so yeah, so I think it'll be, uh, you know, a mix. I'm happy to keep talking about old times and, and, and keep talking to, to people from our past and stuff like that. But my ultimate goal is, yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to make it more, uh, indicative of, of who we are now. And I think we're, I think we're getting there. There's only eight episodes so far. So I think we're, I think we're doing it. We're getting there. Why? Yeah. What about you? Oh, look, I, I would like to see it evolve. I don't know what that looks like, but you're right. You can't live on past glories forever. And let's be honest, those glories weren't that glorious. It's not like no. It's not like we ten years dice clay. Ten years makes everything seem a lot more golden than it really was. I mean, I sit and talk about Tycon and how amazing it was. I mean, it was still about sixty people. Like it wasn't. <laughs> I didn't sell out a theater. People, you know, I and mean, we all fit in a suite at the fucking ballets. Like it's it's fine. Um, but uh, but yeah. So no, I I agree. Well, uh, you know what and. I also am just happy to not put any real expectations on it. I'm happy that every episode uh, we've at least had enough to fill an hour, and most of them have gone over an hour, rando an hour and a half, but yeah, well, half of that is, is tit-related. Well, that's what I was doing when you asked me what I'd like to see happen with the, the show. I was just checking my messenger, because last week, because I have it on silent, because otherwise it had come through on the recording all my... Messages, but I received a um, a message from Brian Balika while we were doing the show, saying, "What's taking <laughs> so long?" Yeah, <laughs> and let's just say it wasn't. Yeah, that's, <laughs> no, yeah, it's shocking to to nobody. My wife, who was very insistent, like, "You need to figure out some shit to do. Get on my nerves. You need to get a hobby." All right, maybe I'll start a podcast. And you can great. Here's a microphone. I got you a new headphone. I set up a, a nice little spot in our guest room. Get after it. The first time the show starts running long, she's like, this is actually ridiculous. Like, your hobby is now annoying to me as well. So, uh, <laughs> but listen, that's uh, that's married life. That's, that's just uh, what we deal with. So anyway, all right, listen. Uh, let's, uh, before you start getting more text messages, let's, uh, let's cut it. Let's cut yep. it here. And uh, and let's say we will be back next week. I think we're going to have Phobes next week, so that'll be uh, exciting for people who enjoy his uh, special brand of shenanigans. And, um, yeah, you know, that's I all just, I got. I, I do have one request with Phobes' segment. 
Can we limit it mm-hmm. to three Vegas news articles? Do we really need to know every single fucking thing that <laughs> happened in Las Vegas? Who is the new... You want to have like a hot... <laughs> get a little hot list of, of, of things? And no honourable mentions right. either. There's plenty right. enough well, to talk uh, about with Phobes. He's a, he's a menace. I want to know why he was in New York this week, for fuck's sake. Oh, we're going to talk about that. Yeah, he was in New York uh, again doing one of his weird jobs, shall we call them? Uh, <laughs> so we'll uh, we'll get to the bottom of that. And uh, I hey, actually want to talk a little bit of real my, estate with him. You make funny fun of me for my hobbies, but Phobes' jobs are very loose in their definition of jobs. When his uh, perhaps most competent role was selling kikui nuts. Um, yeah, the the dude has had some careers or some hustles over the years. Ain't that the truth? All right, so that'll be it. We'll uh, we'll chat about uh, that with him hopefully next week. Uh, until then, we really do appreciate you guys listening. Keep hitting us up, uh, email on the socials, join the Discord, and uh, and I think that's all I got. Tony, uh, I've got nothing. Time to hit the uh, record button to end this shit. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs>